Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. everyone. Okay, so today it is Wednesday, July the 3rd. We're into July and man, it feels so good to be in front of the mic again. It's been a a few weeks since my last podcast came out. Why? Well, it's because, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie here, summer is here and I've just been spending all of my spare time outside. It has been glorious. I've been spending time with amazing people and just getting all the vitamin D I can possibly soak up. And man, this has been an amazing start to the season. Uh, Now for me, summer is about expanding and growing and relishing in the long days. Like it is light out until, I don't know, like 9.30 at night, 9.30 p.m. where I live um, in Ottawa. And uh, geez louise, it's getting hot. I'm soaking up the heat. I'm living my best life. (laughs) Um, But summer is also time where, uh, I don't know, we we as human beings can typically get out of our routines a little bit. So I'm out of my routine. Uh, My, my time management is just kind of slipping away because I'm just like literally outside. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's not like my typical, my I'm out of routine. It's not my typical routine. I'm not getting up, going to work, coming home, going to work out, then going to bed, eating, whatever, eating first, then going to bed. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of things happening as we get busier and of our routine and possibly, possibly more social, possibly getting less sleep, possibly drinking more alcohol. (sighs) which I'm trying not to do. I'm actually going for a sober July, a dry July. Who thinks I can do that? (laughs) I'm like craving wine right now, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But possibly, you know, people are getting more exercise. Their bodies are feeling a little bit different. They're changing. Um, We all experience summer a bit differently. And that's why I think it's a good time to do a little check-in on how we are feeling, okay? But more specifically, how do we want to feel? So I want to touch on some of the ways that our emotions can teach us things. Like in this podcast, I want to touch on how our emotions can teach us things and how awareness can steer us in the direction of how we want to feel versus how we're feeling how we're feeling right now in this moment, how we get caught up in our emotions and in our feelings, which is which is you know, something that's been coming up for me. So I think that's why I feel like I need to talk about this. So to start, I have a couple questions for you guys. Rhetorical, of course, but these are little check-ins that I've been asking myself recently, okay? I I do ask myself this every now and then, but more and more um, these days. Um, I feel like I talk about emotions and feelings a ton on the show, but they literally govern our lives. So what the hell? You can never get too much of a good thing, right? So the first question is simple. This is what I ask myself. 
how am I feeling? Okay? Now, I'm going to ask it to you. How are you feeling? Holy, it is not a loaded question, even though sometimes it does feel like that. But how often do you ever actually ask yourself that question? How am I feeling? Are you aware of how you're actually feeling right now? Think about it. What comes up? Let's take a deep breath. Now, how are you feeling? Who turned, like who tuned into how their body was feeling in that moment? Like taking that deep breath. Who tuned into their body? Who tuned into like an emotional side or went straight to the dark side? Um, Or how their mind thinks that they feel? And who immediately started to like tell the great story around why they're feeling this way and starting to like justify right away. It's really interesting what comes up when that question's actually asked and we take a second just to actually feel feel ourselves. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer here. There is sim- this is like simply an exercise to turn our attention inwards and to pay attention. So this is non-judgmental observation. We're just bringing in some awareness. Now, feelings and emotions are very real and they stem from many, many different layers within us. All of which, in my belief, stem from two things, two main emotions. Some of you may have already guessed it, but those emotions are love and fear. We have feelings of love, which can look like I don't know, happiness, joy, pleasure, confidence, wholeness. And we have feelings of fear, which could look like resistance, which is a big one for me, which I'll explain in a second. Um, I don't know, closed-mindedness, jealousy, envy, inadequacy, uh, sadness, unworthiness, those just to name a few. So there's a lot of different emotions that's like are on each side of the spectrum. I believe they come from either love or fear. Now for me, what I've learned is the limitations that fear-based emotions and feelings have on my life. And the practice of awareness has really brought to my attention how small I can make myself feel. This isn't to say that I am small, it's just that my ego, which is fear-driven, makes me believe that I am small. By saying all the things, by justifying, creating that fear story, because it is constantly keeping me safe and small. The ego is my comfort zone, whether my comfort zone is serving me or not. Okay, so that's one of the things I've started to pay attention to, is that No, my comfort zone is not actually serving me. So what do I do? Anyways, that feeling of resistance comes up often for me. And I've been working on catching it and observing it within my body. Like that, that, okay, here's an example. I'm stubborn (laughs) and I don't like change. So when someone asks me to do something differently, um, differently than what I'm comfortable doing or something, maybe I don't. I'm not educated or I don't have the knowledge to do it differently, I immediately have resistance. It's like, boom, this like wall, this this feeling of stubborn, stuck. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and this goes for like circumstances at work and and with like my family and friends. So like for me, change causes this resistance in the path. I don't like it. 
I get frustrated. I get annoyed. I even produce anger. I get mad. <laughs> Why can't I do it my way? You know, this, this way isn't efficient. I like start saying things like that. Uh, even though I have like no actual idea whether it's inefficient or not, because I've never done it this way before, or I've never tried it. I just immediately have this like block and I, I, I bring negative vibrations into my body. That is me. I'm responsible for that response. So when someone says, can you, uh, put the books away this way? And I'm like, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it my way. I like immediately get like mad. That's like a lame example. I don't know why I just said that, but you know what I'm saying? Like anything that tests change within me starts to bring this wall of resistance. Um, and th this is like a cue for me when I, when I feel that wall, that harsh, no, um, it's a cue that I have touched some sort of fear based wound inside and my urge to be right or to protest and argue starts to manifest in me it starts to take over and this is what i'm paying attention to i can't always change it it doesn't always change i'm just paying attention to it um and starting to question where that comes from so my resistance stops me from going with the flow and it causes difficulty inside of my body and that's not how i want to feel so i'm starting to pay attention to it to start to cultivate change within me okay so what I've been working on is feeling the resistance and then taking pause. I'm not going to suppress the emotion or bury it or pretend like it's not there, which is sort of like my old pattern. Uh, I'm going to feel it with a conscious awareness. Yes, I have resistance here. It is okay to have that feeling. I'm accepting it. I'm not judging it. But then I'm going to take a deep breath and put some space between my thought slash story okay and and myself take a deep breath and just look at it from a different perspective so space gives me time to release the emotion and see my reaction from further away okay and 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 maybe even question where it comes from so why am i resisting why is what is it in me that is causing this emotion <sighs> Even just like talking about resistance is giving me <laughs> some emotion. I need to take pause here. <laughs> and, 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 and that's honestly what this check-in, what this podcast is all about. How are your feelings serving you? Are they serving you in a positive and nourishing way? Are you even aware of what your pattern of feelings is doing to you? Are you aware of that you are in a pattern, that you're in a cycle? Okay. Uh, like I said earlier, I love this topic because feelings and emotions basically have governed my life for years and years and years. And to be honest, they still do, of course. However, with the practice of awareness, what emotions come to the surface, um, I'm paying attention to. I'm experiencing them differently because I'm not always taking them personally anymore. I'm putting some space and I'm using them to, to teach me exactly how I want to feel. So before I had any idea of what awareness was or I practiced any sort of self-reflection, I had zero clue in the moment that I was stuck in the loop or the pattern or the domestication of my ego. 
I've used these words many, many times. I had zero clue. Um, I was, in other words, asleep. This is also okay. It is perfectly fine to be asleep. Most people are sleepwalking all day long and live at the mercy of their domestication, of their domesticated programming, uh, you know, what they've learned or how they have learned to react to specific actions in their life. Um, for every action, there's a reaction. We all know this. This being said, waking up and having a complete mind blast that shifts the trajectory of your life uh, forever, it doesn't make you better than anyone else. Being awake does not make you better. Um, and if you feel this way, then you're likely still asleep <laughs> because that's your ego that's trying to give you a sense of superiority, okay? So awareness is non-judgmental. Awareness is simply space to observe, okay? Once the talking comes into play, then there's no more awareness. That that becomes ego. Okay, so let's go back to feelings here. When I was first becoming aware, I started to notice that when people asked that question, how are you feeling? My tendency was to lie. Or how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? I would lie. Now, I've told this story before, but it's like such a good example that everyone can relate to, so I'm gonna tell it again, okay? <laughs> so. Why would I lie? Well, there's two primary reasons, I guess. The first is that in that moment, I might have felt shitty or there was like a million explosions happening behind the surface that I didn't feel like explaining uh, that I was having the worst day of my life or to just like F off. <laughs> so I would say, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> the second is that I possibly might have felt so good and my world was so awesome that I didn't want to rub it into people's faces, especially if that person was having a bad day. So I would like downplay my good feelings and I would say something like, I'm good. How are you? You know, so when I lie about the way I feel, it is my conditioning because I don't want to either come across as being broken or less than nor do I want to make people feel bad because I'm having an awesome day. This is ego. So um, who else is aware that they do this exact same thing? Or maybe like a variation of that where you either like pretend you're great or you pretend you're not great. What the heck? So awareness has brought a couple of things to my attention. The first thing is when I'm not true to my word, meaning I'm lying even those little white lies, like the example of saying I'm great when I'm not. This is conditioning me to not trust myself. My word is vital. My word is the single most important thing I have to create my world around me. If I say it, then it's true. If I say it and I know I'm lying, then I'm not showing up for myself. My word is not serving me. And if I cannot trust myself, then I'm creating new agreements of fear inside of me. I'm creating a distrust inside where I will eventually start to second guess myself. How often do we second guess ourselves? Why? Because we don't trust in our word and we don't trust in our gut and we don't trust in ourselves because of these little lies that we've been telling ourselves. We are not true to our word, okay? 
We need to be true to our word consistently and deliberately. And I've spoken about being true to your word in previous podcasts, and it's still a work in progress for me, but it is vital to my continued growth. My word is all I have, so why lie and cheat myself? Interesting question. Why do I do that? Mm, Conditioning. So the second thing it's taught me is when I assume that others aren't able to hear my truth, I'm imposing my beliefs onto them and I am, in other words, disrespecting them. There is no way that I could possibly know what is going on inside someone else's mind ever. So making that choice for them by assuming I am disrespecting them. Get it? So I am, in other words, imposing my beliefs onto them, this is ego, and I'm using my own conditioning to fill in the gaps, making assumptions, and then actually believing those assumptions. You know, like when we fill the gap with a story and we believe that to be true? It's so interesting. My word, even the assumptions and the stories I tell to fill in the gaps is all I have. So assumptions is also a form of not showing up for myself. Even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, it's part of my conditioning. It, it actually can feel good to assume, <laughs> you know, especially if our assumptions are correct because assumptions are ego and the ego loves to win, right? So I make assumptions all the time. It's a work in progress to not do that because I'd rather ask the question in, as opposed to assuming how someone else feels. I would rather rather ask them. So how do we say true to our word and not make assumptions when it comes to how we feel? Well, I've been learning that we can hold compassion for others' space and energy, yet continue to be true to ourselves. And this is something I'm learning over and over again in different ways. There is language out there that we can use to be respectful and true. Now, this language sometimes feels foreign for some reason, and it's uncommon in today's interactions because we're just so conditioned to like respond to things in certain ways and not show up for ourselves in doing so. That like, here's an example. So, so when I'm having a bad day, if someone asks, how are you? I could respond, today is not the greatest. However, I'm working on it. Or... I've had better days. However, I know this is temporary. Okay, so this is being true to myself and it's not imposing like opening the floodgates to the conversation, right? Um, If I'm having the best day ever, how are you? Today I'm great, how are you? Like, what is the problem with that? There is no problem. Or even, today I'm great and I'd love to share my positive energy with you if you're open to it. You know, let's spread that good energy. Why the freaking hell not? So why is it so challenging to express my feelings truthfully to others? (laughs) Conditioning. (laughs) Everything I believe about myself and everything I know to be true about me as a human being is because of my conditioning. Everything. My reactions, feelings, emotional responses, all conditioning. It's a program, okay? And the more I practice awareness, so being the observer of my thoughts and beliefs and where they come from, the more space I can put between between my reactions and feelings and emotions and in and, and myself. So when a person reacts harshly to something, for example, even if it appears to be insignificant to you, it is 
simply because they were conditioned to respond in that way. You know, it's not personal. It just is. Oftentimes I notice people freaking out about the tiniest thing. And I think to myself like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm even curious to know why loud music is annoying to so like annoying them so much or, 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 or why, or why the way he chews is disgusting or even why she's embarrassed to be standing beside someone in a duck costume. <laughs> like we all have our stories and we all have like we've all been conditioned to behave and react to things differently in life. This is this is what I'm talking about. This is the program. So um I actually I want to I really want to share this example of a conditioned feeling or emotional response that actually happened this past week within my circle, within my community. Um, now, I want to tell this story because it's relatable to many of us and it will touch a wound that is buried inside most of us. Well, I'm making an assumption here, so I'll rephrase. It definitely touched a wound inside of me, so I want to share it. Um, and if you're listening, pay attention to what happens inside of you. Uh, okay, so the other day, a friend of mine, and I'm not going to name names here at all, um, this friend was in a situation where they were told, and I quote, maybe you should eat less so that you can lose some of that weight. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. This person was told, maybe you should eat less so that you can lose some of that weight. That's more like the way that it was said. Um, now, whatever your initial thoughts and reaction to the statement are, whatever emotions might start building or judgments, that's your conditioning, okay? So keep that in mind. Weight is a very sensitive subject for many of us, including myself, I just said that, but I, I believe this is because we are all eating digesting, processing our emotions and surroundings and experiences and digesting our traumas and the people in our lives in different ways. And we're conditioned to strive for perfection or what the world deems to be perfect, the perfect body, the perfect life, um, figure, clothing, breasts, face, legs, whatever. Um, and, you know, perfect, that's such a funny word because it, it, it's, it's perfection. It looks different to everybody. It's in the eye of the beholder. So whatever you think, think might be perfect, I might not. So it's moo. It's, 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 it doesn't mean anything. Um, however, what did this statement do to my friend? Well, after it was said, you might be curious to know that um, this person's conditioning kicked in and they remained quiet. First initial reaction, not to say anything, no outward reaction. And they pretended not to hear it or to validate the comment in public. I think there was some shock value there as well. Um, however, this statement picked a very deep wound. And after they went home, what followed was an evening of tears self-loathing, replaying the situation in their head over and over again, resenting the person who said the comment and also resenting themselves, teetering back and forth between judgment and victim, judge, victim, judge, victim. There was so much emotion that this friend didn't even sleep the night. Okay. My point is not that their reaction was bad or good or right or wrong. 
Okay, my point is that this was part of their conditioning. This reaction was subconscious. It is just what the domestication of their life had taught them to do. So when faced with this wound, this deep wound that lived within them, whether that's that they believed that they're overweight or that they struggle with body image or whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever the wound might look like, um, this person made an agreement with themselves that this is actually true. So they believed there was a sense of belief in what the comment the comment said was, okay? Now, if you look at the person who said the comment in the first place, their statement also came from their conditioning. So they were conditioned to believe that saying something like that um, was valid or that their opinion mattered or that it was self-serving. So maybe they believed their comment was being helpful in some way, shape, or form. Or maybe they needed to feel superior, which is part of the ego. Um, and, 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 and they needed to, you know, put someone else down to make themselves feel better. Um, all of which are assumptions, but it's all just part of, of programming that happens. So when you, when, when someone does something, it's because of them. It's because of something that lives in them. It's their conditioning. How someone reacts is also because of them. It is part of their conditioning. Now, I'm not telling you this example to make assumptions on the why someone said something or another person reacted that way. Everyone's different. I simply want to share that this is, we all have a story and we all react to situations, comments, experiences based on our life experience or the conditioning. I've said this before. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but the ease in which I personally have reacted or judged or victimized myself is oftentimes as natural and systematic as brushing my hair or making dinner. It just happens. I'm snapping. It just happens. It kicks in. My reaction just kicks in. I'm asleep. It just happens. Okay. And this was the case with my friends. So they heard the comment, the wound was picked, the fire began inside, it began to burn. And as natural and systematic as all the other daily routines, their reaction took over and the fire burned out of control, okay? And they let themselves fall into their conditioning. There was no awareness there. There was no space between the thought, okay? So the ego um, essentially kept its grip on the story of being overweight or whatever it is, maybe shame or unworthiness. Um, I'm trying to keep this object objective here. Um, all night long and it kept rearing its ugly head into position and created more emotion right like that roller coaster of emotion um and is this emotion justified <laughs> do you think my friend felt good throughout this experience the answer is absolutely not now did my friend have any control over what the other person said to them absolutely not do they have a choice in believing what that person said absolutely okay was this a justifiable or normal response to a comment or statement? Okay, most people will respond, yeah, it is justified. It is normal. However, I'm here today to say no fucking way. Like punishing yourself for something that you have no control over, aka a comment or someone else's opinion, is not justice. It's, it's normal, maybe. But suffering all night because of a patterned, 
of a pattern of condition of conditioning is not justice. Okay? Not even a little bit. There this is where the work comes in. Because yes, we can change our reactions. Yes, we do have control over the way we feel. In fact, we're 100% responsible for the way we feel 100% of the time. Even though in the moment it doesn't feel that way, we are responsible for the way we feel. So if you catch yourself saying, he or she made me so mad, or you are making me so angry, um, that is a cue to check yourself. What is really happening is that you are making yourself mad and you are making yourself angry because these emotions are being pulled from a place inside of you. In other words, we are taking it personally. This is a cue to take a deep breath and make some space. So when you hear yourself saying, stop making me so mad or stop annoying me, okay? Hello, check, one, two. This is your cue to take a deep breath, create some space, okay? Even just one breath can change the outcome of your emotional response to something like that. So the reason that in the moment it doesn't feel that way is because we're in a state of reaction. So every action, there's a reaction. And for our entire lives, we have repeated our reactions and, and they, we've strengthened them from a place of unconsciousness and we, and, 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 and we suffer from them. So Many times we, we can't even identify the action. We don't even know what the action is. It's just like a conditioned response. And we can't see it or understand it, but we continue to react in the same way over and over, expecting a different result. Well, guess what? The result will never change until we do. The result will never change until we change. So change requires your attention. It requires awareness. It requires you to create space to observe as a non-judgmental observer. In this case, hearing the comment, putting some space between you and the comment, and then understanding that the comment has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the speaker's conditioning. The comment is not personal. It is a reflection of the conditioning or program of the speaker. People listening may be thinking, oh yeah, well that's that's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> That's like the biggest cop-out line I've ever heard. I do say it sometimes myself, and I'm copping out on myself when I say it. Easier said than done. Sure, everything's easier said than done. Let's face it. And maybe you're right. However, with awareness, once you become the observer, you will see comments like that from a different perspective, and it is easy. And you will not carry the weight or control that comes from something like that. Okay? you will see that the comment is a projection of the speaker. It only becomes true to you if you agree that it is true and that is your choice. That is where your emotions start, right? You get to choose what, what is your truth. You know, we're speaking our truth, we're saying our truth. You get to choose. So when people project their opinion and try to be right and force you to believe them, you know, they argue and fight back. This is ego. This is conditioned responses, right? It's the ego at work. We have thousands of conditioned reactions in our life, like our, let's call it the life Rolodex, okay? That causes us to feel emotional pain and suffering. Because of this, life feels difficult and stressful. Do you think my friend had a difficult 
evening and felt stress and, and, and not well, oh my God, yes, okay? Um, so it's up to us to start figuring out what those reactions are so we can have a closer look at the wound. Now, we may not be able to create space in the moment and if that's the case, we can do the work by reflecting on it after the fact, that is also an option, until we can start cueing ourselves in the moment. So, um, you know, when our emotions, it's, it's nice to reflect when our emotions aren't necessarily controlling us any longer. So we can, Oftentimes, like at the end of like a trauma or an experience, we can like take a breath and make a reflection. This is this is also working on ourselves. However, we want to be doing this in the moment. The more we can cue ourselves to like calm down and take that breath. Anyways, here's a few like reflective questions that you might ask yourself after the fact. One of which, let's relate it back to that situation, is number one. Why am I allowing myself to be hurt by this person? Number two, am I responding this way because it brings me comfort in some way? Mmm, big one. That's a big one. Uh, number three, um, without the reaction of crying all night and holding on to the pain, what would my life look like? Interesting. Uh, last one is, what would life look like if I had created space and detached myself from the opinion of this person very similar to the first one or the third question but like what would it look like if you let that go what would it feel like has anyone ever reflected back on on the way they felt after sort of a traumatic or emotional experience in a not and non-judgmentally asked themselves what life would look like from a different reaction now i want to make the next point very clear Emotions are not a flaw. We can use them to wake up. They can teach us. However, we need to have a certain willingness to commit to where our attention goes when we're feeling them. Like, do we fall into the judge and victim or victim? Um, or does our attention go towards finding stillness in the mind, taking a breath and putting space? I did an entire podcast a few weeks ago on emotions and I feel as though I might be re repeating myself a tiny bit here, <laughs> but I think I need to in order to get my point across, which is how do you want to feel? I think I started the podcast today with asking the question, how are you feeling? Yes, I did. And some of you may have known, some of you may have not really known or had to put words to your current feel. Others know exactly how they feel. Um, but how many times have, have you been asked, how do you want to feel? Now, I loved my last podcast with Dr. Kelly Dell, because we talk about this very question as it relates to like our fitness, but let's put it into our lives. Like, let's actually ask ourselves how we want to be living. How do we want to feel during the regular moments? And I was in my thirties when I was first asked this question and it sort of blew my mind a little bit. And I'll tell you all the ways I want to feel in a moment. But first, I want everyone to make a list of three ways they want to feel right now. Do it right now. <laughs> what are three ways that you want to feel? And if you're having trouble, try thinking of ways that you don't want to feel. Um, what is the opposite to that? And I, and I Or a new variation maybe of that. I, 
I try not to dwell on how I don't want to feel because it, it does produce negative vibrations in my body personally. But I suggested it because it's often a good like doorway to get started with your thought process. So for me, it took me a lot of time staring at a blank paper to be able to write down anything. Um, and that's, it was, it was like a, a foreign question. How do I want to feel? Hmm, I don't know. I know I've shared this list before, but I'm going to do it again because A, I want to express myself and speak my truth. B, I want to manifest these feelings into my life. And C, some of you may be curious because you haven't heard it before, so why the hell not? Okay, (laughs) my list is actually written on sticky notes and posted on my bathroom mirror for everyone to see that goes to my bathroom. I read them every single time I stand in front of the mirror. And the list is this. I want to feel rested, energized, strong, sexy, slim, clear-minded, inspired, pain-free, in love with myself. I want to feel confident, balanced, complete, healthy, connected. I also have, I want to feel happy and joy. So in reading these words, I'm reaffirming my position on how I want to feel. I am also sensing and feeling positive vibrations, which is good. It feels good. And I'm consciously making the decision to go with the flow of this. And for me, this has taken a long time and a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness to achieve. So by saying this list over and over again, I'm speaking my truth and manifesting these things into my life. This list is like a mantra that starts my day in the most positive of ways. So saying them does require some work. It requires discipline. I mean, I could have written these down and just had them like completely ignored them. Like I've done so many times in the past. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I just completely ignore it. I don't. It takes some discipline. Um, I appreciate the words and I, I don't take them for granted. And in doing this, I, I can, I can honestly say that I have never felt better in my life. I feel awesome. I'm starting to feel all of these words and feel this way and I and I I, I love it um, and yes I have bad days um, this is what Yoda calls having a human experience <laughs> you are having a human experience <laughs> um, I was with her actually I was at her office yesterday for a session and we spoke about how to recognize when we're repeating our conditions and setting ourselves up for suffering interesting We talked about how we don't pay enough attention to how we want to feel because we're conditioned to judge and victimize ourselves immediately and we're always beating ourselves up. Um, And we're not doing enough. We're not good enough. We are not enough. Okay? So that's something for me that's a conditioned um, thought or belief. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. The worthiness thing. Now, the reason we're on this planet is to have an experience. And we've forgotten that we hold all the cards. We are forgotten that society, the box that we live in, makes us forget that the power is within us. We hold the power inside. So instead, we blame and label and justify everything instead of creating inner peace. Like inner peace. In other words, like inner love and respect for 
everything that is within us. Can you say to yourself that you have inner peace or you feel peaceful inside? Okay, not many people can right now. It's full of, life is full of anxiety. Humans are stressed. They're busy. There's the busyness all the time. What would inner peace actually feel like? Well, it is freedom. That is what freedom feels like. Freedom to do whatever you want to choose. So the next time you're in a heated conversation or trying to prove someone else wrong or you feel like you're getting ganged up on maybe or threatened, try and take one second of pause to breathe. Breathe in some space. Acknowledge that this emotion and intensity is not actually coming from you. It's coming from what you've learned. And maybe, just maybe, you can detach yourself for one second from the emotional suffering in the moment, okay? Is this the way you want to be feeling? Maybe, maybe you do want to feel shitty and you want to feel beat down. (laughs) Maybe that's what you're pulling into your life. Maybe not though, but you are responsible for it. So giving yourself space to show compassion for yourself and showing up for yourself. Let's start showing up for ourselves, guys. Let's do this together, get it? Okay, good. Now, try it. (laughs) So, before I go, I just want to remind you all of my five-day awareness challenge. Who's done it? Raise your hand. There's been hundreds of people that that have done it. It is going on now. It is completely free, and it's designed to help you wake up a little bit. It's easy. Each day, you'll receive um, a challenge. The challenges aren't exactly... Um, easy. Some of them are very thought provoking, but they last between, you know, five, it only requires about five to 10 uh, minutes of your day. And they're designed to help you start to understand your thoughts and beliefs and will challenge the way you think in the efforts to change the conditioning. So if you want some tools and you want to continue to grow because you're already growing right now, you're listening, you're part of the tribe, you're your, this is just a, another tool to help you um, wake up a little bit more. All you need to do is go to elisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge to sign up. Okay, so that's elisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge. Again, it's free and you can start anytime you want. Okay, that's all for today. If you haven't done so already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review of my show. Your support will help others find the show and keep spreading the good vibes. Guys, let's do this together. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day. Until next time.